Hey everyone, welcome to Garage Talk. I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll. Very special guest today. Yeah, they're all special, Ted. They are. They're all special. We have today with us Barstool's very own. I believe you are a talent coordinator and sometime producer. Yeah, the uh, oh, you can get Jordan Barry. The the LinkedIn title says talent coordinator, but I'm not really sure what I would title myself talent coordinator is official but i've i've had my hands in many pots at barstool many cookie jars well that's it's it's good to be that way it is it is yeah you are like a a swiss army knife right i haven't called myself that one but i'm gonna adopt (laughs) it now yeah i like it tell everyone about yourself Okay, uh, Jordan Berry. I am from Marion. Well, originally Gas City, mm-hmm. I guess. I lived in Gas City mm-hmm. probably until middle school, maybe, if I had to do that. I don't know, but Grand County, obviously. Um, I graduated from Indiana Wesleyan in 2017 and then got a job in Indy working under Pat McAfee, who you guys know. Yeah. And then when Pat decided he wanted to do his own thing, I moved to New York to continue working for Barstool Sports. So I've done a slew of things. I did radio with Sirius XM when we had a contract there. I produced some podcasts, a lot of audio editing. Uh, but now I mostly work as a talent coordinator. So I am booking the celebrities that you see on the Barstool programming. That's cool. Yeah. That That's, That's cool. Wow, what a job. You ever book anybody like you fanned out on, like fanboy? Like? It's, it's funny. <laughs> I think I fangirl over. Oh, fangirl. I'm sorry. I'll, yeah. I'll, Fan person. I'll use my pronoun. Okay. No, I, think, <laughs> I fan out over people that I don't, other people probably wouldn't care. Like, I'm more so like comedians. I love comedians. And yeah, so. Me too. My first year, um. My first year in New York, I had to book Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson, and I had listened to their podcast, which it does have an inappropriate word in it. Guys, we effed. Very yeah. funny. I have know. you heard of it? Yes, I know. Yeah, I know. so the premise would be that they would interview people who they had previously dated or slept with, which makes for really like uncomfortable and awkward conversations. <laughs> I love uncomfortable. But they're comedians, awkward. so yeah, it's very yeah. funny. And then it you know, it transformed into something much bigger where it's now more so relationship and comedy podcast, but they're what got me into audio editing because I thought they were so interesting. So when I was able to meet the people who I was used to listening to every single day, yeah. that one was a big one for me. Um, but yeah, I mostly geek out over comedians like athletes are just kind of eh <laughs> okay. they're all the same <laughs> <laughs> jocks <Yeah>. sweaty and smelly <laughs> not smelly okay, they, they okay. definitely smell expensive oh <laughs> yeah i'll say that why is it money smells so good i don't know it really does because we don't have it that's right uh, i never smelled I it so i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, yeah. where, do you, where do you come from conrad i come from uh uh the west side of gas city <laughs> <laughs> By the train tracks. Mm-hmm. I think it's the right side of the tracks, but who who knows? <laughs> who knows? So I got, so I did a little, uh, you know, checking in. And Hilarious. <laughs> I, I seen that you were a Disney character at I did, yeah. Disney I World, forgot or? about that. There, I probably will leave so many things out. I was supposed to graduate from college early, uh-huh. and I don't want to. I don't want to grow up. So my sophomore <laughs> year... I took a break and did the Disney College program. Yeah. And I worked there as a character performer. My niece is doing that, but she's doing it for uh, 
uh, the the mm. kids part of it. The kids part. Like um, when they have a terminal illness. Oh, like a make a wish. Yeah, the make a wish. That's an amazing gig. Yeah, she's she's a she graduated from Marion. Anyways, um, playing a Disney character, mm-hmm. like that's got to be pretty cool. It's cool. I, this is, I haven't <laughs> talked about. It. I feel like the, I've lived like four lives. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was fun. Um, I have so much for, respect for the people who make it their main career because it's so tough on your body. Those costumes are a lot heavier mm-hmm. than what you would think, especially the heads and essentially your shoulders and back are what support that top piece. Uh, but it was a good time. I mean, I was 20 years old and I just didn't want to grow up. And so where do you go when you don't want to grow up? You go that work at Disney World for like a semester. Yeah. That's pretty good. It was fun. That's a, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I love Disney. My aunt and uncle also... Retired from Disney World. Oh, wow. They worked at Port Orleans. Love it. The resort. Love that yeah. hotel. That's my favorite one. Yeah. It, it was really cool. Uh, uh, when my daughter was uh, five, we took her down there. It was so much fun. Did you get, did you get the discount? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did the bibbidi-bobbidi-boop. Boutique? Yes. Oh, you spent money. <laughs> Savannah was like, thought she was it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tinkerbell. She fanned out over Tinker. <laughs> that was Tinkerbell. hers. Yeah. I think it's funny because now I've been to Disney a couple of times since I worked there. And it's a little different when you know, like, how the sausage is made. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's still, I, I, I'm also 28 years old, so I'm not going to have the same um, reaction yeah. like meeting Mickey Mouse that I did, you know, when I was a kid. But now that I know like what the inside of Mickey Mouse looks like, <laughs> it, okay. it, it changes things. Does the, does the head smell? Like no, the, the heads oh. actually smell really good. And I was—I'm too tall to play Mickey Mouse. Um, oh. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to ruin some magic, even though I'm sure your audience are adults. So, like, yeah. if your kid—if your kid is listening, turn it. Just pause and li- play this later. <laughs> but Mickey Mouse is almost always a woman because there's very few men that are that short. That would want to be a okay. character at Disney, you know? Yeah, I'm pretty short. How well, short are you? I'm short, short. Are you taller than me? I just, I, I'm like 5'7". Yeah, you no, were, you would never. You would I was never looking be up Mouse. at you. No, you weren't. <laughs> I'm no, okay. I was like, are you sure? No, you're 5'7", yeah, so yeah. you would be... Um, That's with my shoes let me, on, Let me probably. go through. Hold on. <laughs> probably Goofy. <laughs> nice. No, you'd be Pluto. Pluto? Yeah, Goofy's, Goofier for the tall I'm a, men. I'm going to be honest with you. I... Consider myself a, a bare necessities guy, so I okay. would I, I'd want to be Baloo. I was King Louie. Really? Mm-hmm. That's wow. cool. But I have some I have some bad news for you. You have to be tall to be Baloo. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, sorry. Ted uh, usually does these podcasts like Mowgli in <laughs> <laughs> his speedo. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> kidding. So, no, no. Since it's Conrad, too cold out today. <laughs> it's too K- cold. Kenrod, Conrad and I is kind of short, so could we be like Huey, Dewey, and Louie? No, because you're not short enough for that. You, ah, I mean, you have to be wow. very, you've got to be, let's see, if my height, my, they, do, they do a special measuring system. So they had my Disney height as 5'3", but I feel like I'm 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. If chipmunk height... Being Chippendale is five three, I think like Mickey Mouse and like Donald Duck and all. I think it's five and under five wow, foot under. Really? Yeah, like wow. so they're true. Not a ton of men are in that mouse costume. I'll yeah. say that much. Yeah, 
Uh, how she many said times? Chippendale. Like, sorry, I used to do that. That's where you worked. <laughs> yeah, Chippendales. That's Ted's. <laughs> he still got the bow tie. Still got the rhythm. <laughs> so, uh, also Seventeen magazine. Oh gosh, that was in high school. <laughs> what? I keep forgetting these things as you're bringing oh my it gosh. up. See? That's probably what got me into. Like you've accomplished more in like by high school. No, <laughs> no. I just, I am the type of person to always search for opportunity. Okay. Uh, and so when I was in high school, you got to remember, this would have been, let's see, I started, I graduated in 2013. So this was pre-influencer. Like Instagram was mm-hmm. fairly new, just posting pictures. Like nobody did sponsored content. Like that did not exist. That mm-hmm. was not even a figment of anyone's imagination. Right. And 17 Mag, which I read diligently they had like an open column just asking for everyday girl the everyday american girl and i was like i live in the middle of nowhere i'm an everyday (laughs) american girl and so i applied and i got it and essentially what it was is advertisers with 17 would send you their products in turn you would review them and you could post about them but you didn't get paid you got the free product and Again, this was pre-influencer. Like, influencer was not even, like, a job title, Mm -hmm. a description. Like, it did not exist. And so that is what I did for them. And then uh, that kind of turned into I first went to Chicago to meet with advertisers to do some sort of event. And then I did well enough at the Chicago one that they flew me to the New York office. And I did essentially the same thing in New York for a bit. But... By the time I went to New York, I was a senior in high school, getting ready to start college, and I actually felt like I had not grown out of that, but kind of matured out of it to the point where the assignments that they were giving me weren't really a natural fit anymore, Yeah, and it didn't feel genuine, and so it just kind of like naturally ended, but that, I'd say that's definitely kind of what got me into the whole entertainment industry and yeah. you know the fast pace of the business yeah. and all that. The the wanting to become an influencer has mm-hmm. just exploded, don't you think? Yeah, and I think um, a misconception that at least people who wouldn't be in the industry would have. And by no means, and I'm an influ- I could never be an influencer, and this is why you have to you have to really be confident in yourself. Like you have to be obsessed with taking photos of yourself, and that's hard. Like I think it's hard to build up a confidence like that. It's a lot of planning. Um, you kind of have to barter your worth for the most. It's, it's hard work. It's planning. It's executing. You now have to be an editor. You have to be your photographer. You see a lot of influencers getting into podcasting. It's like 24-7 brand building, and that is not for me. So kudos to those people. And it, it's hard to be as anyone could be an influencer, but to be a successful one with an actual like payroll for yourself yeah. and to make it your income. it. Yeah. Tough work, not for me. It's it, it's it's very uh, very difficult, and there's a lot of research, as I've learned mm-hmm. on uh, like with the editing and. Oh yeah, and I would say the best influencers make it look the easiest. Yeah, you know where it looks natural and it looks genuine, and you actually believe what they're saying. Yeah, uh, Ted, you watch a lot of TikTok. No, no. No, you got to get on it. You got to. I've, I've got it, but there, there's somebody on there that has so many followers, mm-hmm. and they are the worst 
limp lip syncers in uh, the like people yeah. and it's not so like i you know my fiance she's on there and she's like no you can't just watch the videos you have to read the comments oh so that that's a brutal I, yeah. comment section yeah so i open up the and you know i i have a heart for i'm like well he's trying and he's doing a really bad mm-hmm. job lip syncing but i love the song yeah love the song and you know nothing bad about you know wherever he comes from but the person's like you can obviously tell you know he's in a trailer oh <laughs> I, I i know exactly what those types of videos yeah you're talking about. And, then, <laughs> and then you open up the comments and some people are just extremely hilarious mm-hmm. and some people are just extremely mean oh yeah mean because they can and I mean, pivoting back to being an influencer, like, Mm -hmm. you have to be okay with that criticism because you're opening yourself up to it every day. That is not me. I am far too sensitive for it. But (laughs) I was late to the TikTok train. Now, I don't post at all, but I I definitely watch. Watch. And your your TikTok algorithm says a lot about you as a person, I think. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. What's your (laughs) algorithm? What videos are you getting? Uh, I'm getting a lot of, well... I'm I'm a dog lover, so a lot of dogs. Okay, I get a lot of dogs. <laughs> Obviously, you can look at me and see that I love food. So okay, so I get, I, get a some, lo- I have I get I get recipe TikToks a lot. Oh man, there's this mac and cheese recipe. Mm. I'm dying to. <laughs> and Ted, I've been watching what I eat, so like I'm like, man, this Thanksgiving it's and, attacking you, yeah, yeah. Like I've got a real itch to make it and. It looks like the best mac and cheese. I will be let down if mm. it isn't. My my TikTok algorithm right now, it's recipes. It's cleaning, like mm. cleaning hacks or people just deep yeah. cleaning things with pressure washers. Um, marriage proposals and then <laughs> uh, people telling their parents that they're pregnant, which is not my life at all. It's almost like my mom is like trying to get on my TikTok algorithm <laughs> and like send me a message. But that's what mine is right now. I, now that I think about it, I should have. TikToked my marriage proposal you to should. my fiance. It would have showed up on my algorithm for she sure. She was cleaning, and I was like, "I love this woman. I'm going to ask her to marry me." Right, right. then and there. Yeah. Did well, you have a ring? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! I, I've had. I had the you ring. Had it. I had the ring for like a while. <laughs> before. Too long. Yeah. And, and, and rock in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But she had her hair in a bun and in sweats. Mm. <laughs> so, but yeah, anyways. She wasn't um, cleaning the toilet, was she? No. Okay. no that no. would have been the best. No. He let her clean that first, and then he let her take out the trash and <laughs> yeah. then do the dishes. Then, then and then he's can. like, now it's time. No, no. You're done with your chores. Now I'm now, now you deserve this. <laughs> no. I, I don't deserve that. So. <laughs> now, wait. Now, you're a dog lover, too, right? I am. Do you have any? I do. I have a dachshund, and you're going to laugh at the name. Her name is Indy, which in New York, Indy is a very cool name. They're like, wow, that's so unique. Indy, like Indiana. I'm like, Indianapolis, Indiana, whatever you want. But her name is Indy. I wanted her to have an Indiana name, and I couldn't think of anything for a girl. So, Indy it is. Which here it sounds lame, but in New York, it's a very cool dog. Really? Uh, Do you remember that television show? About young, no young Indiana Jones, his dog his dog's name was Indy. Oh really? I'm pretty certain his name's Indiana. And his Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones the movie. 
the, right. There was a TV series for, I think, it wasn't very long. Mm-hmm. I was a kid, so you were Long, long. Even... Decades. <laughs> Ouch, Ted. That, Decades. Now ago. I know what you go through. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me think. I mean, Jordan's mom was two years behind me in school, so she can guess what age I am. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways, on that TV show, the, the uh, young Indiana Jones' dog's name was Indy. Okay. I'm pretty certain. Well, there you go. But anyways, fantastic name. Uh, we're going through this process now because uh, my fiance, we're having a baby. And, yes, I am old. Congrats. Yeah. And we're thinking of names. And I okay. love Indy. Do you know the gender? Yeah, it's girl. Indy's a great name for a girl. I mean, I don't know if you get sick of it because you're in Indiana. Yeah, I like River, but no River, yeah. I like that too. Eh, we'll see. It's going to end up being something like Sway or Parker or something crazy. Sway? Where'd sway. you pull Sway out of? What's Sway? That's what she wants. Sway? How would you would you spell it? S W A Y? I think she's she said S W A I. A I. Okay. Well, just be prepared because my name is spelled differently it's j-o-u-r-d-y-n you know yeah. think about that because if you go to a, a gift shop they're never going to have something with never. your kid's name on it <laughs> they never have conrad oh yeah i never see conrad so then you already know how to cope so you're fine i've got some uh friends i won't even tell you what they the how they turn my name into <laughs> Different oh, names. I can. I As can a kid. Into, yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah. I, now that the more I sit on it, the more I'm really enjoying Sway as a name. Yeah. Is what's your last name? Herrera. Sway. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm kind of on Sway now. Oh, okay. If there she's hearing this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dee will do a backflip. Uh, <laughs> my oldest daughter's name is Savannah, and our youngest is Jersey. Ooh. With a Z. Hmm. Yeah, crazy. Savannah Swanger. I don't know. It sounds nice. Ted's name st- is just Ted. <laughs> That's okay, Ted. Not really. It's Theodore. I, lo- I, lo- I love calling him Teddy. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Anyone yeah. ever call you yes. Teddy? Yep. A lot but of never like do. a Theo. Some people call me that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And learning something new about you every day, That's got to keep the brain sharp if people are just constantly calling you like three or four different names. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> yeah. Keeps huh? you alert. Huh? What? Yeah, <laughs> he needs to. And Conrad can relate to this. You're somewhere. Somebody says "dad," and you turn around. Oh my gosh! They talk to me. Yeah, cannot you, relate. You're not there yet. Not no. there yet. You're not there yet. Are you going to be there sometime soon? Not soon. Um. <laughs> Take your time. If I have, if anybody ever listens to anything that I say, yeah, listen to this. Enjoy. No responsibilities for as long as you can. Because oh, and I'm so selfish. I can, <laughs> I'm so, and, but that's okay. I can admit that I'm selfish because I have nothing to be selfless yeah. for outside of my dog. She yeah. gets everything she wants. Yeah. Um, oh, it gets worse when you have a kid. But there, yeah, I'm too selfish. I I enjoy being selfish right now, and I've got time. It's funny because here back home, I'm the last of my friend group to not be married or to okay. not have a kid. My closest friends. They've all just had their second. But in New York, you don't, that's not a conversation until you hit your 30s, like marriage or wow. kid. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So when I'm in New York City, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm 22. I'm like, oh, da, da, da. and I come back here and I'm like, no, I'm 28. Um, <laughs> yeah, 20. My friends got to get babysitters. 28 here is different than 28 somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So 
Is, is it like on? Because I've never been to New York, and I'm yeah. a Yankees fan. Huge. You gotta go. Yankees oh, fan, and I love, I love pizza. So, anyways, go. I like New York style pizza. Very, very good. Very tasty. So, yeah. So, is it like what they show on TV, where sixteen hundred dollars a month gets you like uh, fifty square foot of an of an apartment? I mean, I'll be I'll be transparent. I my apartment, I think it's three hundred square feet. My mom thinks it's my mom thinks it's two fifty. I truly don't know. That's the other thing. They don't tell you the square footage because right. they don't have to. It's, uh-huh. Insane, but I pay twenty three seventy five. Oh my goodness! Woo. For a studio in on Upper East, and that was a good deal. So everything dropped in the pandemic, and then when COVID kind of phased out, prices started going back up again. And that happened around the time I had to figure out my next lease. So, okay. but that was a good deal. Which people were probably like, "That sounds insane. Why do you live there?" I don't know, but. That the twenty three seventy five is a decent deal right now for a studio I, apartment. Hey, yeah, that's wild. I, I, you know, yeah, I'm so broke. Uh, your sponsor should sponsor me. Nicholson Realty. That's we're uh, that's what we're worried about. Uh, Nicholson, New York. I like it. See, see, yeah. you can sponsor my monthly rent. <laughs> That's what we're worried about. We're afraid he's, we're going to start getting guests there and going to say, uh, how much you pay me to come on? No. <laughs> Does that happen? No, 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 no. Don't ever, 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 ever pay someone to come on your show because nobody pays to go on ours. The biggest celebrities do not pay to go on Really? Programs. I was going to ask you yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, this no, is all promoting pay. of yourself. and Yeah, because yeah, they always, you know, usually a guest, is, a guest is on a publicity tour. Right. So they do not pay. Even people going on like a Jimmy Fallon, like mm-hmm. they don't get paid to go on. And if they do get paid, if they are asking for money, something's up. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because like you said, they're usually promoting something, right? A, a book yeah. or a movie or... And we've had a couple people, you know, because I'll put an offer out and they're like, oh, is is there a fee? Nope. So wow. Yeah. Don't ever pay. I don't care who they are. Now, now when you book these people, you you probably have to deal with their publicist publicists yes. first, right? Yes, and absolutely. You don't really talk to the no, person himself. You don't, you don't talk to them until day of when they're coming in for the interview. It's all publicist to publicist. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now, since you live in New York City, do you you travel by foot? Yes. Okay. Um, foot and subway. <laughs> okay. Sometimes a cab, depending on, like, time of day. Like, Uber? I, huh? How's Uber eh, over there? It's Uber. I like Lyft better than Uber in the city. Uh-huh. I don't really know why. It seems friendlier. Um, <laughs> cab is always cheaper okay. than an Uber uh, or a Lyft, but... I usually do the subway because the subway is two seventy five, and it's quicker right. than a car. Mm. So much like it'll shave you know twenty minutes off if you need to go somewhere. But I don't do the uh, if I'm by myself. I don't do the subway past like so, nine thirty. So oh, All right now because I watch Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I can hear the music. Dun, 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 dun. Please yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> so so now now you're. You're a young, attractive, single lady. Mm-hmm. This is do, all true. Do you ever enjoy the nightlife there in the big city? I do. So, let's talk about Barstool. Let's talk about it. Okay. There Ask are away. so many personalities over there. Oh, yeah. It, it's got to make the day go by, for, like, super, super fast, maybe. 
yes, there there are some days where it's like I haven't had lunch and it's two thirty p.m. and it's getting dark outside because daylight savings. I'm like, uh-huh. whoa, where'd the time go? But then there's other times where it's I find myself in the snack closet like every hour, just like waiting for the day to go by. <laughs> it, but it, it's the best place to work, and sometimes I wish. I would have had some road bumps in my career trajectory because I'm having so much fun. And I feel very lucky to have so much fun at my job being this young. You know, I feel like people work up to that point. And I know whatever job comes next for me, it's not going to be anything like what I have right now. Do not concern yourself with the road bumps. Because they're going to be coming. Yeah, I know. I know. Cause so enjoy I, it. I've had those realistic conversations. I mean, I will be happy to work at Barstool for as long as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. But realistically speaking, I eventually want to move back to Indiana and be closer to my parents, yada, yada, yada. So I think it's safe to assume at some point, you know, whether I'm 40 or 50 or da, 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 like I'm not going to be there forever. Yeah. And I know that nothing I'm doing is going to be as fun as what I have right now. Well, uh, maybe. maybe we'll get big enough that we'll need a... A booker. There we go. And oh, a booker. producer. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a dream, right? It is. Everybody's got to have some kind of a dream. That's like, so, Dave Portnoy. Yeah. Best guy in the world. I was going to say, because I, I did a lot of research on him uh-huh. in Barstool, and it's like, you know, he started in 2003 in Massachusetts. I know. They're about, Barstool's about to celebrate its... 20th anniversary, which is crazy, thinking, you know, that Mm -hmm. it started when I was roughly eight years old. Um, (laughs) And it started out as, like, a a newspaper and Uh a blog and Dave's, I want to say basement. That could be wrong. I'm not sure. But, you know, it started out with Dave, like, physically handing out the papers Mm -hmm. in Boston, and he's built it into this multi-million dollar, like... Enterprise. I mean, it's it's a blog, it's a podcast network, it's videos, it's now a sports book. We just mm-hmm. opened a bar in Scottsdale. We just wow. last weekend, uh, we had our first ever broadcast of a college basketball game at uh-huh. our first ever Invitational. Like, it is so much, and it, I think it's so different than a lot of the media companies out there and the fact that it came from one person's like brain is so crazy to me well we started off in a garage with, with two See? people's <laughs> brain yeah exactly yeah because it's got you know 2000 pre 2003 they were print publishing yeah 2007 they jump on the internet mm-hmm. 2014 aol airing exclusive AOL. content <laughs> 2016 the Turning Group purchased 51% mm-hmm. of Barstool. Then they moved the headquarters in New York City. Portnoy runs it, has complete creative control as chief of content. Uh, Erica Nardini, yep. is that right? That's is, right. Is now the CEO yes. of Barstool. Then in June of 2017, Uh oh, he can't They're read his handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they moved the contributor to the site, Barstool Sports. It's a title sponsor now of the Arizona Bowl. Yeah, the Arizona, the bowl that never happened because uh-huh. COVID took us out. COVID, yeah. yep, yep, yeah. Then COVID was like a 
a bad dream. It was a bad dream. It was a very bad dream. Very I consider I consider myself um, a, a like I love being around people, mm-hmm. and I also have high anxiety about it. But I, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a love hate uh-huh. relationship. And when when that happened, I was like, I'm gonna get a dog. <laughs> I'm going to get a dog and I'm going to... A lot of people had that thought during pandemic. Yeah. I wonder how many babies are going to come from... (sighs) Too many. (laughs) Well, the population, (laughs) the world population just hit 8 billion, right? Yeah. So so a lot of babies came from pandemic. When I was a kid, I'm pretty certain there was only three. Yep. It would have been... No, really? If that... Well, you were a kid. Think back to Jerry Maguire because... (laughs) <laughs> the beginning of that movie, he says something about there's three billion people in this mm-hmm. world. So whenever Jerry Maguire was made, like nineteen ninety six, I love that movie. It's great, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, so and that, and that's just like it. What of August of this year? You know, yeah. Penn Entertainment acquires the remaining shares. Yeah, three hundred eighty-seven million dollars. I don't know how any of that stuff works. It's but impressive. <laughs> but Barstool is also raised, they also raised two hundred forty thousand dollars after the twenty thirteen Boston Marathon. They did. They raise money. They do charitable work that just that's cool. People yeah, don't know Dave about. Dave is incredibly philanthropic, but uh-huh. he's also the type of person he doesn't like to talk about it. Right. The right. only time uh, he has really discussed it is when we created the Barstool Fund mm-hmm. during the pandemic, which for those who aren't familiar. Essentially, our fund went to keeping small businesses mm-hmm. open Yeah, because you close your business. You know, that's not just the business owner that's out of work. Mm-hmm. That's his team of people. That's a community. Yeah. And it's that trickle-down effect. And so I should know the exact number, but it was well over. I mean, it was, I can Google it. $41 million raised. For the Barstool Fund? And Dave himself donated $500,000. Yes, to nice. kick it off. I did not know it was $41 million, and it's growing, and we still are giving to businesses. Obviously, now it's a little different because yeah. they're not shutting their doors due to COVID, but mm-hmm. businesses who find themselves in circumstances they're not able to mitigate, unforeseen circumstances, you can still apply for funding. It's really cool. It's something I'm incredibly proud of, and during the pandemic, Dave did a series of videos where he would just FaceTime the business owner to yeah. let them know. Right. And there were a couple of um, Indiana businesses. Which, That's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm always trying cool. to find a way to like weave Indiana into Barstool somehow. Perfect. Perfect. Has Perfect. he ever had Pizza King pizza? <laughs> <laughs> you better take him some back. Guys, he would hate it. <laughs> would he? He would not l- like l- it. Listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you something about myself, and I've probably shared enough and. I am a pizza guy. Yeah, I love Pizza King Pizza. So, my fiance, like all our listeners know, she blows me crap and says, you like any pizza, you'll eat gas station pizza. Mm -hmm. And I've had some really fire gas station pizza. I don't really dive into gas station pizza, but to each their own. Yeah, but, well, I'm I'm an equal opportunity Mm -hmm. eater. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'll give you a shot. Right. But his quest to to have one bite of the perfect pizza is, I, I, I admire You think that. he'd get sick of it by now. He's done hundreds and hundreds, but no. I, what yeah, I want to know is how many times has he been to the emergency room for biting into too hot 
of pizza. Oh, I want to say zero just because I never oh, heard okay. about it. But he does go right in for it every single yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a uh, habitual uh, roof of your mouth burner. Mm. I, I can't, like, if I'm hungry, I'll just grab it and just, and that's when I regret. I hear just that. Just wait five minutes, Conrad. Not even five. Just wait 30 well, seconds. Yeah, just, just go. It's like, it's like a party foul when you. Spill your drink. Just pick it up. You don't want to wait too long. <laughs> you know what? Uh, one of those people who spill their drink and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, don't, don't, oh, no. G- grab it. Yeah, you. pick it up. <laughs> now. It, now I, I've seen Conrad ask for a straw when he spills a drink. Then he just sucks <laughs> it off of the bar. I was going to ask, what's the grossest surface you think you've ate off of? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the lunch table at school. The tip of my shoe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay. How about you, Jordan? I mean, I live in New York City, so <laughs> my Don't kitchen tell me. table. <laughs> that rat that was like <laughs> pulling yeah, the pizza, the pizza rat. rat. Um, I don't, yeah, I can't think of it. I just all of New York. New York's one big germ, so oh. just there, essentially. So, how, how many people's in New York City? What's the no, latest census that. report? Let me see. New it's York got, City man, population. I can't imagine. You, know, you watch these TV shows, it's just shoulder to shoulder, people walking down the street. When I think back about eight, that, eight point four six eight million. Oh, man. I'm almost embarrassed to admit that I did spill a little bit of nacho cheese and it landed on the tip of my shoe, and I licked it off. I didn't take my shoe off and lick it. You, I, did, I know, you but can't I took get my finger. I was gonna say, I know you can't get your foot up your mouth. Well, no, no, not since uh, 1993. Which, to put that into perspective, Grand County is. As of 2021, 66,263. Oh Can you imagine? I don't even feel like there's 60,000 people that I, live in Grand County. I don't either anymore. Right? That's so how, how do you like, in, like you go through New York, you just see people you don't know every day. You every don't see day. Because like, like on the TV shows, it's, hey, Brian, who goes into the bodega. and Oh, well, see, <laughs> I think because you see so many strangers, you force yourself to make friends with the people. Like my bodega guy, Mario. I know we're best friends. Like I go see him a couple times a week because he's right across the street from my apartment, and he likes my dog. So I'll go in there, <laughs> get they like let a you coke bring or whatever. Your, bring huh? your dog in there? Oh yeah, New York. You bring your dog everywhere in New York. Really? Everywhere. The take- grocery store you're not supposed to because it's a grocery store, but people still do. But stores, the mall. I mean, there's not a mall per se, but shopping, the shopping areas, the everything. Do you ever see anybody bring in their cat? I see cats in strollers, but very rarely (laughs) do I see a cat in a store. Okay. If I was in New York, Bones... Bones would have to be in a stroller because he's Bones Bones the cat? Yeah. Good name. He's, uh, well, when we... uh, My daughter wanted a cat for her eighth birthday. We found Bones at a... We were living in Tennessee at the time, and Mm -hmm. I'm pretty certain... We saved this cat from a meth uh, cook. Uh, like they're gonna cook the cat with the meth, or just you? I, I don't know. We pulled up to Crazy a very, very <laughs> like we were given this. Hey, you want a cat? Here's a place oh. to go get the cat. So we drive down this and intent like where we lived. It was like a dry county, mm-hmm. and it was an hour and a half to go to a McDonald's. So we drive down this winding country road, and it was just. A trailer with like the windows boarded up, right? And out pops somebody. There's beer cans everywhere. 
Breaking Bad. And he he like claps his hands and all these stray cats come out. Come out. <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> and he was like, There's all these kittens and we picked uh one you could see its ribs. You picked that one. And Savannah picked that one mm-hmm. and we named it Bones. Appropriately, right? Cute. Okay. Well, now Bones is pushing 25 pounds. Yeah, now you can't even pick up Bones. <laughs> no. Bones is a rug. No. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Bones would be in a stroller in New York. Nice life for Bones. Yeah. He lives a good life. <laughs> <laughs> Very spoiled cat. Hey, let's change the subject real quick. Okay. We talked about the Boston Marathon and the money you guys raised for that. Mm-hmm. You just recently ran in a marathon yourself, right? Did I? It hasn't hit yet. I don't know if it Wait, ever will. Wait, you ran the whole thing? I did. Well, ran, jogged, and walked, but the whole 26.2 in wow. New York, yeah. How long? I was aiming for five hours and 30 minutes because I'm not a runner. I did it for charity. I didn't even play sports growing up, so this was my first ever athletic endeavor, and I gave myself about four months to train. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to hit five hours and 30 minutes, and it ended up being 6.38. There, but I, like, mile four, I was, like, threw my goal out the window. I was like, we're not doing this today. <laughs> it was 74 degrees on November 6th, so unseasonably warm. It was incredibly humid. Like, you could not breathe in oxygen without taking in a gallon of water. But I did it. Um, I said I would never do it again, and I told my mom I would never do it again because mm-hmm. she was terrified the entire time. Why? Because she thought I was going to pass out. And oh, her baby. Yeah, like all that stuff. Her baby. I still don't ever want to do it again, but now I'd really like to take a year to train and just, if I actually took it seriously, what would my time be? I ran now, my fastest 5K mm-hmm. after... <laughs> After uh, a a night of Pabst Blue Ribbons, Ugh. and it was my fastest 5K I'd ever ran. I also should have started. to get started. to a toilet. <laughs> I should have started at a 5K yeah. or a 10K. But no, I just did the whole thing. Wait, like, you just... started, that was your first, like, run? run? I mean, I did, like, like training, yeah. but, like, my first ever... Oh, okay. Yeah. Was the marathon. The, 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 yeah. My longest run I had done in my training prior to the actual marathon was 20 miles, which is typically what they do recommend. You never want to run the full 26 before because you're prone to injury, and it's really hard on your body. But I probably realistically should have done, like, you know, one of those little 5K things before I decided to jump in. Well, I got mad respect for you because yeah. I don't think I can. If I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> Seriously. But what now? What charitable foundation was you running for? I ran for the National Kidney Foundation. Uh, I am very passionate about organ donation. I was lucky enough. Yeah, I'm an too. organ donor. Are you? Well, I if yep. yeah, on my card. Right, Ted, yeah. are yes, you? Sir. Yes, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. conversation was going to turn if you weren't. Um, <laughs> I, I'm very lucky enough. I was able to donate my kidney to my dad uh-huh. in 2021, and When you go through the process, I think it sounds so complex and not, not that like, oh, it's hard. I don't want to do it, but it's, Mm -hmm. I I guess my thought was, oh, I can never do it. It has to be so difficult to donate an organ. Guess what? It's not that difficult. Mm -hmm. And they really, um, they took me through the whole process and I was able to educate myself on why 
living donation is so important and why it's necessary. And it really, I'm not shortening my life through donation. Um, If anything, I think I'm healthier post-kidney because I care more about my one. And I'm, I'm extremely passionate just about educating people on becoming a living donor because they need them. I mean, every... 10 minutes I I forgot all my I should have I should have came with notes but there are thousands of people on the wait list mm-hmm. every yeah. single day yep. just waiting for a life-saving match and if they don't get it many of them don't make it and my dad he was on year 3 of dialysis I believe when he became eligible most people don't make it past 4 because mm-hmm. dialysis it's not a cure it's just something that can keep them plugging along so I ran for the Kidney Foundation, raised a little over five grand, which I was just hoping to hit three because if you don't raise three thousand, you have to pay it, mm-hmm. and you guys know what my rent is, so <laughs> I didn't have any extra money to go to the foundation, so I was able to hit five. I'm really happy I did, and if I can just not necessarily inspire because I don't want to sound like a martyr, but if I can convince one person even to become a donor, then I'm really happy with it. Well, and and that's amazing that that you did that. I mean, it, it really is. That's that speaks volume. It does about your character. You know, kudos well, to you. And if it's, it's if it's any um if it's any consolation, I will say running a marathon is so much harder than donating your kidney. Wow, I would donate eight kidneys to never run a marathon again. Me, and you only have two. And I, exactly, and I only. So, did the doctor slip you a, a like a a pamphlet that was like, hey? You have one left. Yeah. Here's your kidney care kit. Kind of. So water. You do a series of um, meetings with an entire transplant team. uh, If you are considering donating and they walk you through all the risks, the pros, the cons, yada, yada, yada. And they want to make sure that you are healthy enough to only have one kidney Mm -hmm. before you can even think of giving your own. So it's a very rigorous process. And again, you would think that sounds like a lot, but it's not. So it's really, I think, I think everyone is like, would be pleasantly surprised by how easy it is essentially to donate. That's super cool. And you and your dad are doing well health-wise, correct? um, His kidney numbers are great. I was in shape enough to run a marathon, mm-hmm. so I think that's a testament to how you can continue, you know, living your normal life. I think you just can't be an alcoholic. <laughs> right. So, if that's you, then maybe organ donation would be best, but right. maybe you should also go to a meeting if you're an alcoholic. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's, for any of our listeners that don't know, you know, Jordan's dad used to be the the soccer coach at Marion High School. Oh, he still is. He is. He is. Yeah. Boys or girls? Boys. Boys. I think he's been there. He took time off during the transplant, though, right? Yeah, but you know, we timed it out in the summer, so it didn't affect the season. Um, in May, let's see. It's not twenty years. It's I want to say it's It's like his sixteenth or seventeenth year being the coach um, at Marion High School. Yeah, and I saw him a couple months ago, and he he does look really good. I mean, he looks a lot better. I didn't does. realize how bad he was, really. Uh-huh. Me being in New York and not seeing him every day. But everyone's like, wow, your dad looks so much better. I'm like, he better. Well, <laughs> and, that's, and you guys got a lot of a lot of publicity from that, too, didn't you? You guys had oh, some you know, Indianapolis station came down. A little spot and, with the local news. And then, yeah, um, but still, that's... Yeah, 
and I, I'm happy. It brings to awareness. Do, I'm right. happy to do all that stuff because yeah. again, I, I'm I'm so passionate about it. And if I wouldn't have been a match for my dad, I had volunteered for a non-direct donation. So essentially, I would donate to a stranger. And then my dad would get a voucher, like a swap per se. Mm -hmm. And I was down to do that as well because then I was like, okay, I can help two people instead of one. And I'm just in that, I was in that position where like I would do anything for my dad to receive something. And I can't imagine how heartbreaking that would be, even to be the person who needs the kidney, just waiting on someone, you know, waiting on the call. So, see, and that's me. I don't, if it was me and if I could donate to someone that, a complete stranger. Mm-hmm. I would. I mean, yeah. Just, I want to. I want to do my liver next, but I read that it's um it's more painful than the kidney. <laughs> so I'm gonna wait until probably ten to fifteen years to donate a portion of my liver, and you get like a really ugly scar like on your entire stomach. And I have a couple more like summers of bathing suits left before <laughs> I want that scar. And you're so, not even an influencer. And I'm not, yeah, that's purely just selfish wow. reasons for me personally. So we're going to wait on the liver for a bit. Uh, that's, that, you, that's an awesome story. I, I'll tell you what, man, that's, that's, uh, that's something. It's see, but it's, an, for, I don't know. It just, I, I know, it's I, like the marathon. It, it just doesn't feel yeah, like a it's, big deal. It's, it's just like, you're like, uh, I'll just, you know what, just, if you need it, here, I, I got it for you. Mm-hmm. I also, I just wanted my grandma to take care of me. My grandma, whenever I was sick as a kid, she'd like drop everything and come take care of me. And so I saw the opportunity. Mine too. Oh yeah, I got people yeah. sent me food. I would do it again and again if I, if I didn't have to have my one, just to like yeah. hang out at home and be babied for a little bit. Which grandma? Linda. Linda mm-hmm. Beal. I know her. Oh, I know. I heard a story, but I was going to wait till we were off air. Oh, uh, let's hear this story. Now. Did you egg my mom's house? Uh, Ted. It wouldn't be me. Were you with the crew that egged my grandma's house back in the day? No, it wouldn't have been me. Nope, because I, I respected your grandma. <laughs> I respected your grandma. Well, the story, my girl, she just told me the story, and she's laughing. Maybe she assumed you were in that crew, but a group of kids, like, egged the house, and so then... She and my grandpa then went and egged the car back, and she thought that you were in that group. But she was laughing. No, that's... I, I did some egging back in the day, but, it, you know, it wouldn't have been your grandma's house. Because hmm. I remember where they lived, and, you know, I wouldn't... <laughs> He's like, I stayed far <laughs> well, away. Like I said, I was, I was friends with your mom, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, my parents taught me enough respect not to... We've you know. all egged a few houses in our lives. You used to toilet paper back yeah. in the day, mm-hmm. and, you know... Do kids still do that, I wonder? Not in Manhattan, but I'm sure here. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Kids don't get off the video games long enough to do anything. Yeah, things are different than they were, uh, I, I want to say, even 10 years ago. They are. but They are. I, I've, I've, had, <laughs> I've had my kids uh, have people spend the night and they FaceTime each other. Mm. <laughs> and... Like uh, she's in your bedroom and you're in the kitchen. Oh, they're FaceTime each other. I thought they in were the same house. In the same oh, house. In the same house. Yeah. No, I was a prank call girl myself. Oh, those loved, are the days right there. I loved a good prank call, and ours would get. We were. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be careful of how I speak in case like this gets back to any of the victims, but. <laughs> We would call the Walmart and, like, have them page people. Like, we were insane. <laughs> and we had to be so annoying to the person on the other end of the phone. But 
I don't know. Maybe that's why I like later got into radio because I, I, I loved a prank call. Do you no. still do that? Prank calling? On the radio? No. Which, to ru- some, some again, to ruin the magic, do. at least for the station that I worked at, I'm not saying they're like set up, but you can't, you really can't just like broadcast a random call without person having the knowledge. So the way they do a prank call is kind of shady. Like, is it staged <laughs> or is it not staged? Well, I know. that's kind of like a lot of these reality shows. Is it staged or is it not yeah. staged? Because at the end of the day, you can't just have, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, clearance, essentially. Like, right. you can't just air some. Right. They have to know that they're on air, basically. Okay. That's like, you know, speaking of, speaking of prank calls, you know, back when I was, I don't know, 16, 17, I worked at a, it was called a department store called Hex. That's where Mr. Wiggs used to be in Marion. It's where Hobby Lobby's at now, on the okay. bypass. All right. People used to call in there, and they'd ask if you had cotton balls. <laughs> We'd say, well, yeah. They'd like, <laughs> and whoever's on the phone would say, scratch them. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you were, Well, you wouldn't have been born back then, so it couldn't have been you, Jordan. No, it definitely wasn't me. Uh, yeah, but I was... Might I have been your mom. Probably. You had to learn it from somewhere. I mean, listen, she was much more of a troublemaker than I was. <laughs> she was. Uh, speaking <laughs> of awkwardness, have you ever, like, been on the phone with a publicist or PR <laughs> person and things just get awkward? Uh, I've definitely left awkward voicemails, and I'm still so embarrassed by them. Like, <laughs> I like I would do a cold call. Uh-huh. I'm trying to sound really professional, and I just fumble over my words. One of them, it was so bad, I just hung up the phone. I was like, I hope, I pray <laughs> they never hear this. But, no, because I almost, like, if I do a cold call or an email, I rehearse it. Like, I read over it a million times, or I know exactly what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't had anything. Um, or, like, talent that you've talked to that you were like, wow, I thought that person was not going to be awkward. But Oh, um. Definitely an awkward person. Hmm. You don't have to name names or anything. I'm just no. I'm just at, trying to think. Yeah. I think I've been very fortunate where I haven't had a lot of those situations. Mm. Maybe I thought someone would be nicer, and they're a little more reserved. Like it's like they're here. Like this is work. They're not here to you know make friends. Okay. So maybe I've had a couple of those situations, but. I'm also, like, over... I'm from Indiana. I'm overly friendly. Like, I want to be everybody's... Yeah, you're like, hey, what's up? Yeah, so two different vibes, but I've been... You guys probably jinxed me. I'm going to go back to work and <laughs> Oh, I hope not. And just totally tank on something. But if we do, if I'll we did... I'll let you know. You'll be jinx, the first to know. Please. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're like, I got my first. <laughs> Thanks a whole bunch. <laughs> Thanks Give for Give you guys bit. one star on iTunes. Oh, no. <laughs> they ruined... They ruined my career. Ouch. Please don't, <laughs> please don't do that because the five stars we got is for me. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I always wondered, like, when you see, like, Kodak Black with, uh, oh, uh, what's his name? It's it's the funniest. Caleb. T- that, so that was, Caleb, that yeah. was one of my bookings. Yeah. Caleb Presley. Really? That, like, out of nowhere. Like, I... I how does he sit there with a straight face? Caleb? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he is a master of his craft, and I think he makes those interviews look so easy. Uh, 
But he's really, like, extremely calculated and, like, methodic with the way he asks his questions and what he's asking. Like, it's almost, um, it's not scripted, obviously. You could never script someone like a Kodak Black, but Caleb definitely has a plan that he's trying to execute with each interview. Uh, But, yeah, that's why he's the best, because he can just, he does stuff like that. Yeah, because they were, like, riffing back and forth, and he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's. And, He's a natural, and uh, <laughs> and then Glennie just Glenn, sits Glennie's there. in between. I feel like is Glennie sitting in between them? Yeah, like, so it's usually them staged, facing each other, and Glennie Glennie's in the, in the middle eating ice like cream, like a <laughs> triangle. Yes, like, and he's like nodding. That's exactly to Caleb. Yeah, like, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be viral. Yeah, which I think for me. Um, I don't want to say that's the most satisfying part of my job, but when you book a, when you book a guest, you know you can get direct validation and feedback from comments whether people think it's a good interview or not. And obviously, that's not in my control if it's a good interview, but it's an expectation that I set for myself to make yeah. sure it pays off. So, the Kodak Black one is probably the most stressful one I've worked on, um, just because that was shot in Miami and I was not there so you know just working with a mega rapper like that working with his schedule like the timing of it all making sure it all came together not being able to be there to facilitate but to be texting you know with a publicist and a team back and forth and then it happened and I was told it was going to be good and then it goes viral and it's like okay like I'm doing something right. It feels good. Yeah. Even though like nobody would ever know that I was any like a part of it, obviously. Yeah. Um it still feels great and that's kind of how I've been measuring my success. Well, thanks a lot because there would be times when I'm supposed to be concentrating and all I could hear is him. My name caught up. Yep. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks a lot. You're welcome. And it lasted like until I tried to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had to like for me, whenever I get something like that in my head, I've got to watch it and listen to it. Just to get, to get it, get it out, out of the system. Yep. Totally. Just vomit it out of my brain. But sometimes it's, it, it's, um, it's, it's a needed distraction mm-hmm. from life, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. But, but then sometimes it interferes with what I'm but trying to do. But then it's like you're supposed to be doing the dishes and you're making your wife do it so you can propose to her. It's like a whole thing. <laughs> I hope that's not what people think I'm making her do dishes. We got a dishwasher, but they're cleaner if it's done by hand. Well, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm used to doing the dishes because not all dishwashers in New York City apartments. Really? Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, only, only the nice apartments have dishwashers like, and you got to you got to pick and choose with okay. what you want i've got a real good one for you okay fold clothes or do dishes mm, fold clothes really i, I will your, leave I them i will wear wrinkly clothes no. or i want to fold them <laughs> i would much rather just fold them which i do i do my own laundry my building has well, you also never have a washer and dryer in your apartment again yeah. unless it's a luxury apartment. Unless you're Derek Jeter. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm lucky enough where we have units Captain. in the basement of our mm-hmm. building, but a lot don't. So then you go to a wash and fold. And, like, I haven't done it in a while because I'm keeping myself on a tight budget. But to just drop off your clothing and then have someone else wash it and fold it really tight, that's nice. But it's probably expensive, isn't it? 
I want to say when I I've done a couple times it's like twenty bucks. Uh, what? For like a load or two. Oh, I know they charge by the pound some places. Yeah. Now, what I want to know is, are you charging me by the pound wet? Because uh, sometimes I've I've I picked my stuff up. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, this can't be right. I feel like it's definitely dry. Or, it's, it better be. You know, what? I think they it, or, I think they weigh it after because yeah. what they do is they fold the item so tight and then they put it in this plastic bag. It's extremely satisfying. So I think <laughs> they weigh the final. The vacuum sealed. Yes. Oh yeah. I think that's yeah, how they that's, do it. Now see now now you got a question when you get back. I know. That's going to be my excuse to not do my laundry. <laughs> I'm investigating. I don't want you to argue with your launderer. No. This is, never. you're weighing wet. I know. I think that's a good question. Like, hey, never done this Maybe before. Maybe that's a question you don't want to know the answer to. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But see, now I'm curious. That's something yeah. my grandma yeah. is going to ask me to. Now I'm, gonna, now I'm really going to have to get to the bottom of it. This is, let us know. The answer. I will. So I'll text you. I'll text you. Share with like, our so you listeners. Know. So yeah. what, what? Anything big coming up on Barstool? Barstool wise, um, Super Bowl is always a big deal for us in February. So we're probably going to start working on that as soon as I get back from Thanksgiving. Um, our Super Bowl coverage is huge. It's a huge money maker for the company. Um, obviously, when the Patriots were in, we would always make Jeez. a ton of money because Dave is a Patriots guy. Mm-hmm. Does he not? Boston does, Company. How does he feel about the Indianapolis Colts? You know what? He obviously on the whole Deflategate mess. Um, he was Team Tom. I mean, he got arrested for protesting it. <laughs> obviously, yeah. so he's very impassioned. Uh, I think, though, like, the allure of Jim Ursay is kind of rubbing off on everybody. I mean, I'm sure you guys are following. I think I can say pretty publicly, like, Dan Snyder is most likely a piece of trash. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jim Ursay was the first owner to also publicly say that he was a piece of trash. Uh-huh. Jim Irsay is also extremely self-aware with his own history yeah. uh, that he can talk freely about it because he doesn't have anything to hide. And I know that that angle has been extremely appealing to a lot of the mm-hmm. Barstool personalities because yep. I'm always rooting for Indiana in the office, obviously. But now, like, after Jim Irsay came forward to speak on Dan Snyder, it's kind of been like, huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And like the Jeff Saturday move was just so out of left field Mm -hmm. and so fun to talk about. It was baller. Yeah. So I'd rather like I'd I'd like for us to always be something us as in the Colts, which I am no part of to always be something to talk about. I I think that might be a Midwesterner thing because like we take our teams and we make them. That's that's me. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, I feel so much more vested Jordan, when I say my team, it's because I have season tickets and I paid a lot of oh, money. Oh, you're a season ticket holder. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. That, pockets. That, that, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not the greatest seats, but they're seats. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I've – somebody got some kind of uh, change out of my pocket to pay those guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I do feel like, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, which I don't feel – 
as much. I think if I was a season ticket holder, I'd probably feel more. I also, I do enjoy basketball more than football, mm-hmm. so I probably feel that way about the Pacers a little bit more. See, I would, I would love to have season tickets, but they play so many more games. It is so expensive. Mm-hmm. So, so many more. So much money. So, yeah, but whenever the Pacers come to New York, I try and catch them there just because it feels like home a little bit, only in and, the city. So you can go. You can go see Spike Lee, right? I've actually never seen him at a game. Really? I know he's always well. I also think he last year at least. I think he got in a little tiff with Madison Square Garden um, over the something. Yeah. I don't yeah, remember. Wasn't it, uh, Probably the Charles Oakley situation. <laughs> remember, yeah. he got banned. Um, I don't uh, know what it was. It was something. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if he's been there. For some reason, I want. I'm wanting to say it was over like a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's something there, but I've yeah. never. I really outside of my. It's funny outside of my job. I don't see a lot of celebrities. Really? Yeah. I was going to ask you that. But when I do see them, I get very excited. Like I don't see celebrities every day. It's like you right. would think I never saw a celebrity. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's someone. But usually what happens is I'll see somebody and it won't like dawn on me who it is until they've walked yeah. past. Not that I would ever stop them to begin with, right, but I kind right. of do. You I know, feel like double take. if you like ran into Pete Davidson, he would be like annoyed that you felt like he was famous. Maybe. I think. I don't know. From what. I, well, Pete Davidson in particular, from what I've heard, he's like pretty normal. Yeah. Um. I don't know if he's one I would even say hi to because I feel I feel bad for the guy because he's so famous now. Like I don't think he can ever be normal again. Yeah, there's no way. No, I'm trying to think though. What What's a a decent <laughs> a decent level of fame that mm. y- you could achieve that you could go shopping and yeah. not draw a crowd, but still people are like, "Hey, that's a good question." Teddy Williams is over there. Shopping at the Gap. I think I think a lot of comedians could probably get away with that yeah. one. I don't think any athlete can. You have to as a comedian because that's your material. You want yeah. the you want yeah, yeah, yeah. the awkward, weird. Agreed. Strange. I think comedians can get out there. Athletes definitely not. And then I think with actors, it just varies on like uh. level of fame that you're at. Um, New York is a little different, though. Like, you're never going to see, like, a big celeb in Midtown just, like, hanging out. But in somewhere like a West Village or a Soho, right. like, those are just the people that are naturally there. So mm-hmm. they can be themselves, especially at the the expensive restaurants. They can kind of go there and be normal without feeling like they're exposed, if that makes sense. So that, yeah. that's like when you see pictures of Katie Holmes on the Internet. She's totally. She's really not by herself, is she? No. Oh, well, yes and no. I I, I truly think it just depends. I mean, especially if someone hasn't been in a project in a while, they don't have anything current. I think they can kind of get around. Now, somebody like, I feel like rappers always have security on them. Um, Like their entourage with them. Yeah, like always, always for safety and all that. But comedians almost never have I seen a comedian with security if they're just out and about and then i don't know i think it's all subjective to the level of fame 
because I just had, um, we had Thomas Lennon in, which you're going to be like, who? But then if you Google him, you'll know exactly who he is. He's in Reno 911. Like, okay. very funny, very funny actor. And he's one of those people where you look at him and you're like, oh, that guy. And he just, like, came into the office from the train, just like a normal commuting on the subway type of guy. But, and everyone would know him if they saw him. Right. So I think it just depends. And then and the, during COVID when everyone was wearing a mask, I think a right. lot. He's the new boot. That, see, exactly. The, yeah. Everyone's like, the yeah, boot, Thomas yeah. Lennon. Yeah. I think uh, for some, COVID was a privilege because they could wear their mask mm-hmm. and they could be out Kinda. and about and nobody knew who they were. Because I was going to ask you that. It's like, so when when you have a guest come on to go on a podcast or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I was going to ask, do they bring their security team with them or do they leave them down? Do they no. say, no, Jordan, I only or? want, I only want yellow M&Ms. No, I've, <laughs> I thankfully never um, had anybody ever like that. Uh, some bring security, some don't. Um, it kind of depends. We had, um, we had Nickelback in on Thursday wow. and Nickelback had security and that's not one I would have expected. Uh-huh. So Give or take. And sometimes, like, they'll just show up by themselves without a publicist or uh-huh. an agent. I might huh. catch a lot of crap for this, but I love Nickelback. Listen, that was kind of part of the interview where Chad, Chad Kruger, the lead singer, mm-hmm. like, there was a weird phase where it was really cool to hate Nickelback, yeah. and they didn't do anything to be hated for. And he uh-huh. said, like, some comedian made a joke about it, and then it took off. But now we're kind of in a, re, a Nickelback resurgence. They have mm-hmm. a new album out. And yeah. I think everyone is kind of like, wait a second. They're not, you know, they're not bad. Yeah, because they do this thing on TikTok where they talk about, well, this guy will be like, my stupid neighbor's blaring Creed. And then, like, the the chorus of the song comes on. He, like, turns away and lip syncs the chorus of the song, yeah. like, feeling it. I don't know. why. Why is it cool to talk crap about it? About <laughs> crazy good bands. I don't know. I don't know. Me either. Because it's yeah. probably easier to hate on something than to say you enjoy it. Stop hating. Start congratulating. Ooh. There you go. Yeah. I- I'm but, one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> now, has hey. it, have you ever tried to book a guest and you were like just really intimidated to even make that call or... Uh, I would, uh, honestly, I, I always get a little nervous if I send any email to like a bigger publisher just, just cause I want it to work out. Um, I don't think I would say I was ever intimidated. I'm trying to go back and say, no, but I think that's coming from learning that celebrities, they're, they're not normal, obviously just because of who they are and like what they have to deal with every day, but they are just people, right? Mm-hmm. you know, like their situations are definitely abnormal compared to my daily routine, but they, they all get like runny noses and whenever I see it, for some reason, a runny nose is like humanizing for me. I'm like, <laughs> ah, that's a normal person. Except for he speaks dolphin. Hmm? Right? <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Like, so the, <laughs> See, you like, like you know what I'm saying? Some people are like they're so they're so famous that they, they've got to be some, something's different. They speak yeah. dolphin or they okay, they follow. don't yeah they don't use the bathroom or some. I'm like nah they're they're just yeah like I, I would definitely. I would say I've probably interacted with some people who are so famous that they've adapted to different 
ways of coping with it. Like mm-hmm. maybe their personality isn't as outgoing as it used to be because right. they're so bogged down by whatever they're doing all the time. Britney Spears type thing. Huh, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, that's like a great example of how it's taken like such a negative toll on someone to where they're not able yeah. to Like people are operate. on their Instagram, hey, wear a yellow dress if you need help. Yeah, and then you see her, <laughs> then you see her in the yellow dress. But the, the more I've worked around fame, the more I've been really happy with my decision to just be behind the scenes and be that kind of operator. So as we're winding down here, I do want to know, mm-hmm. uh, what's your guilty pleasure co- podcast that oh you like gosh. to listen to um, besides Garage Talk? <laughs> probably the Nikki Glazer podcast. Okay. Uh, that is a daily podcast, which I'm sure, are you guys once a week? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. You know how much time it takes just to do a show once a week. She yeah. does a daily podcast Monday through Thursday. And it's usually two hours long. Who? Ooh. So she has somebody constantly bringing in other uh, talent. She does no guests. Really? It's crazy. It's her and her co-host. And then her producer will kind of sit in as a third mic. And they just talk yeah. for two hours every single day. And the fact that it's like always funny and always something to listen to mm-hmm. uh, kind of speaks to her talent as a comedian. But now, because I work in podcasting, I usually just listen to podcasts like in the morning when I'm getting ready for work on my commute and then like at night before bed, that, which I, I was like, that sounds like I listen all the time. So I guess I do listen <laughs> more than I thought. I just don't listen at work. But um, definitely Nikki Glazer is my guilty pleasure there's also a podcast I listen to, another daily podcast every day called The Morning Toast. Well, now it's called The Toast. They just did a rebrand. But it's these two girls who are from New York, and they go through five pop culture pop culture stories that you need to know to get through your day. And it's really helpful for work because I also have to kind of know uh-huh. what's going on in film yep. and TV and all that. And I don't have time to consume everything, so... It keeps me in the know. I'm trying to get some other great podcasts. I'm um, surprised you haven't thrown out because D, that's my fiance. She she listens to this murder podcast. I don't listen to any true crime. It, it makes me so furious <laughs> because of how they talk about it. Like I, they, did, they didn't think to look under the blanket. Yeah, I, mean, I can't listen to true crime. I know that Crime Junkies, which yeah. Ashley, right? She's from she's from Indiana, which is so cool mm-hmm. that it's doing so well. I don't know. For me, I'm so sensitive and empathetic. Like I get really upset on SVU when they have to go like <laughs> yeah. inform like a parent of the yeah. deceased. So I can't. I get too sad over fictional things to like listen to a true story because yeah. that'll so, now, that'll sit with me. It. it I don't know, you know, we're your typical couple, uh, the newest serial killer documentary we're watching. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Dahmer one? Yeah, or, you know, that, the the Dahmer one, the Dahmer series with Evan Peters. and Yeah, yeah, I, ha- I have a recommendation for you guys. Um, do you guys have Apple? Yes. Have you watched Blackbird? Yes. I cannot believe that more people in Grant County aren't talking about that show. I cannot believe... How they made Marion PD kind of look on that show. I, and nobody said anything about it. Yeah, I, which 
I'm. What's crazy is that it wasn't that. Are you familiar with Blackbird? Not me. So Larry Hall, the Wabash mm-hmm. serial killer. It's it's based on obviously it's a true story, but it centers around an inmate who was tasked with getting him to confess, about which is Trisha a true story Reitler. about yeah. Trisha about mm-hmm. all of them, right? Which is a true story, and so you see like how they catch him and how they kind of keep him. And a lot of it takes place in Marion because really? of Trisha's, well, uh-huh. we can, not yeah. even, it's murder. She's yeah. gone, you know. Um, he yeah. knew, he knew details that they did not release. Yeah, and it doesn't make Marion, Marian, both Marion PD and Wabash don't look stellar. Uh, but what's crazy is because it wasn't so long ago, like, I'm sure people who were part of Marion PD then are could possibly be They're, on Marion PD now. Like I probably know them, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just that was that that was tough. But at the same time, I think that was the point of Larry Hall's yeah. whole story. Like he was right there, and so many not you know so many people yeah. were right there with him. If that makes sense, you know. And th- this is this is what you know. I'm. I, I've got pretty thick skin, so whatever anybody says about me. But there's been times in my life when I've gotten an eerie feeling about somebody. That who that guy that played Larry Hall, Paul, he did so well. He played a uh, uh, on the on the where he was the Atlanta bomber. Yes, he does very well. Yeah, like yeah, bad people. Yeah, he 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 played a really he plays awkward people very well. Mm-hmm. And strange people, uh, but I, I've been around people where I'm. I'm like, man, I don't know if we should just be hanging around this person. Yeah, and what what the show leaves you with is mm-hmm. he confessed to all these murders, these disappearances, and then recants. Like he's locked up forever; he's never going to get out. Mm-hmm. But so many of the bodies still aren't found, and he essentially says they're buried in all these cornfields all over, and. Look around, Greg. Like so, that's well. kind. Of, that's really eerie to sit with. That you know, he was on Indiana Wesleyan's campus. Mm-hmm. He was definitely like. There's definitely some stuff that like that's really hard for me to fathom. Like somebody that I don't, I don't want to use the term. Well, I'm going to use the term evil. Could totally. be that close to us. And he, I think my mom is fifty year or what? Are my mom? I think my mom's fifty eight. And he's, like, 56, 57. He's the same age mm-hmm. as my mom. Like, I'm sure Mrs. Sinwall yeah. played Wabash. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Back it's, in the day. Yep, every yeah, year. Yeah, it's crazy. And, I, I mean, I went to Indiana Wesleyan, but that stretch of road mm-hmm. that Trisha went missing on, it's right there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. It's, it's the craziest story. So, if you haven't watched Blackbird... Go watch it on Apple, and you can do a week's free trial and knock it out. Because yeah. it's only like eight episodes, You right? could probably watch it in a day and a half. Yeah, I mean, I knocked it out in like two days because I just couldn't believe that Marion, Indiana was being discussed on wow. like a high-level production. Yeah. It still blows my mind. Like, I'll say stuff And again, to- nobody's like rare, and I kind of understand why no one wants to be like, oh, did you see we're on TV? Because mm-hmm. it's such a dark yeah, story. Yeah, it doesn't but- paint such a great portrait of... How he got caught, like, yeah. yeah which, I mean, I don't know, but I will say he was a Tell resident. Tell about your dreams, Larry. He was yeah. a Wabash resident, not a Marion resident. Yeah, so yeah. I guess that's something that makes but us look a little liked, better. He liked, he um, liked 
reenactments. So he definitely went to 1812, right? So to fill you in, like he, they kind of are able to map out disappearances by certain battle reenactments that would take place because he would attend them. Mm -hmm. And they never say 1812, but he definitely had to go to 18, the 1812, right? Yeah, I'm telling it, you, it's so creepy. And uh, when you think about him just being like right here in Marion, like driving around in his van, which was spotted uh-huh. on Indiana Wesleyan's campus, it is, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I've, I've talked We've about just it. turned into a murder podcast. We did. <laughs> we did. I've talked about that to all my yeah. friends in New York. And then obviously like the Delphi murders. I uh-huh. keep talking about that to my friends. It's just can't, can't get over it. Yeah, it's a wild, wild time. But what? No, you mentioned you know law and order. I never hear about this stuff in New York, by the way. Like murders. Really? Is it because there's so many? I don't know. I don't because I always hear stories like you're about to get mugged. Yeah, like so. I will say before I moved, like my parents. I think my. I think my whole family was terrified, obviously. It's like you're moving to New York by yourself. You've only lived in Marion and Indianapolis. Like, it seems very scary. I've never felt, knock on wood, I've never (laughs) felt unsafe living in Manhattan. Really? Truly. I've never, I'm also not an idiot, so you're not going to find me, like, Drunk, gritty, or like I don't put myself in positions where I can find trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I've truly, I've never felt unsafe living, living there. And we all have this app called Citizen, and you have your location on it, and it will ping you if there's any crime, like, in the area, which oh, could really? be helpful. Because it'll be like, oh, like, shooting, like, there's, no, there's never anything. Dipping off this block. Yeah, ever in my neighborhood. Um, and there's truly, like, never a ton in Manhattan. Now, if, I would say if you go up to, like, Harlem or Brooklyn, mm-hmm. you know, right. you get it in the boroughs, like, that's definitely a little more seedy. Um, I think, like, the craziest thing, like, a woman was attacked in Central Park a couple months ago um, running, and I was someone who was running in Central Park. So that stuff's a little scary. But I've, I've truly never felt unsafe there, which I think would surprise most people. And now that my whole family comes to visit, my mom and my grandma, they will come out as much as they can they like love it uh-huh. yeah my grandma will go out in the early morning and smoke a cigarette with a stranger like she loves new york city <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like that it, sounds like a podcast in itself I, it, it pop, should be talking guys, to random cigarette smokers pop in on a is a good morning america you guys like to go to or is it uh, we today are, we're, show? we're today one? show people uh-huh. it's a, and we keep have we always have amazing experiences when we go like we we came in second place for the halloween contest last year we win tickets and i told my mom i'm like we have to stop going because we can't top the previous experience like most people don't get to go to the today show uh-huh. very few people get camera time right. where they're winning something and talking to the host so like let we got to take a break because we got to humble ourselves on our today show. <laughs> no, you got to improve on your. Appearance. I know. <laughs> you got to like, get ma- those in. She's like, maybe you could talk about kidneys. I was like, we're done. We're done. <laughs> we're, we are putting a pause on the Today Show. But yeah, I, I I do most of my touristy stuff when they come to town. But I've still never been to the top of the Empire State Building. Really? No, because it, it's like a hundred dollars. It's not. 100. <laughs> it's like thirty or forty, and I just don't feel like paying it. I've never done that. 
I've only seen the Statue of Liberty like from a distance. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, now, not now I would want to go to Ellis Island. I know. I, 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 I need I would. to. It's just like I guess I don't know. I think it's like exhausting living there, and then it's like the last thing on my mind is to go to like jump on a ferry yeah. to go to the island. I will say. Training for the marathon was a great way of seeing more of the city. Uh-huh. Um, I never, I, I truly will like just commute to work and stay in my neighborhood. But when I had to start doing those like 15 to 20 mile mm-hmm. runs, the city's not like, it's not like I'm, it's small, it's big, but it's small. And yeah. so you, you got to run 15 miles. You're really covering a lot of Manhattan. And so in my final runs, I would start on the Upper East Side. I'd run across the park to the west side. Which is man-made, right? Which one? Manhattan. Is it? Isn't it? That would make sense. You know more about this than I do. Oh, no. (laughs) I know that, um, so I would run, like, the um, perimeter, like, Mm -hmm. of Manhattan against the water. And when you get down to, like, the financial district and to, like, seaport, all of that area, a lot of that. Um, was made post 9-11 because they had to clear it all out. And that's all really nice. And that's where you get, like, a good view of the Statue of Mm -hmm. Liberty and all that. So, yeah, that was a great way to see the city. And then the marathon itself was a great way to see New York because you start in Staten Island, cross the bridge into Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn for, like, the entire – you go to Brooklyn to Queens. You go into Brooklyn, then you're in Queens. And then you pass over into Manhattan. You run up First Avenue – into the Bronx, mm-hmm. and then you come back into Manhattan and finish out. So that was a great way of seeing wow. the city. Can't imagine running through the city. Yeah, running, yeah, that's, jogging, that's cool. walking, whatever, <laughs> strolling, dragging, dragging. Yeah, your I across the <laughs> well, uh, Jordan. No, we, no, speak. No, wait a minute. Yeah, I got to ask okay. you one question. Right. Just, Go ahead. You're a, you're a big yeah. Law and Order SUV fan, right? I am. Why, why are they taking Rollins off? I don't know, and I'll be honest. I am. I have not watched very many episodes this season, so I have no idea what's going. I know she's off or leaving. I don't know if she's off off yet, but I was sad to hear that news. I'm really back to have um, Christopher Maloney back on because he's my TV boyfriend, Stabler. <laughs> yeah. um, which I will say, they do obviously. There's a lot of filming that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to catch when SVU is filming. Because I, I just, I want to see the Law & Order cast, like, desperately. Like, mm-hmm. that's, so, that's those are people I would fan, fangirl over. Really? I Like, all I can, like, if I ran into Ice-T, mm-hmm. I, all I can hear is 6 in the morning. Oh, that's, yeah, see, so. I, see, <laughs> you obviously know him from that. I, I don't, I can't tell you one Ice-T song. You really can't? No. Colors? No. Oh my gosh. I like I grew up in the I, I consider it the golden age of hip hop. No mm-hmm. brother. So no. <laughs> <laughs> where all all the best rappers came out of that era. That era. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Will Smith. So, sure. <laughs> he doesn't have to cuss in his raps. <laughs> no, oh, but Eminem does. Oh man. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Like, you know, uh, I consider, because they're around my age, Kanye, and mm-hmm. all the way down to KRS-One. So, 
quite the uh, range there. Yeah, huge EPMD. <laughs> uh, anyways, I can go on and on. It was great talking to you guys. Yeah. This is fun. Hey, you have I, a nice I, garage. Hey, we appreciate you coming on. You know, usually so he's lifting weights before the podcast. He's mm. he's in pretty good shape for an old man. I'm old. <laughs> I cannot. That was one thing I didn't do. I should have been strength training uh, during my marathon training, and I did not do that. It's so. good for bone density. Yeah, learn that muscles. the hard way. Learn, and muscles. Learn that the hard way. But we do. We we really do appreciate you. Of course, this is taking nice. time out of your. I haven't been thing. behind a mic for a while, oh. so. Well, you, you dusted knocked off. it out like a pro. Thanks, guys. You did yeah. really. I mean this. Yeah. You make us look really, really bad, really, no. really amateur. <laughs> no, you guys were great. Podcasting is a lot harder than people think. It uh, is. It is. The it's, preparation is, I, I'm always like super nervous, like I'm not going to know what to say. Yeah, that's what I got your co-host. You guys just yeah. work off each other. Ted's amazing. And then, yeah. And then once it's over, he's like, get out. Get out, Conrad. He's got a, he's got weights to lift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But before we let you go, uh huh. This guy, I, he's got some uh, questions we call rapid fire. Okay. That he likes to launch at the guests. I, I I'm ready. Know, this is going to be different though, since yeah. you're a, like you're in New York City. It's like because you don't like cook out and have barbecues and stuff, right? Well. well I live two lifestyles. I live my Indiana life and my New York life. Right, do you want me to answer from let's go Indiana. Indiana, Jordan? Let's go Indiana. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and if and if it assimilates with New York as okay. well. I'm ready. Yeah, okay. let's, let's say you're home for the summer, you're visiting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mom, dad's having a cookout, you know. Mm-hmm. You want a burger, a brat, or a hot dog? Hot dog. Burnt hot dog. Oh, burnt hot dog. You going with uh, water, lemonade, or iced tea? A Coke from McDonald's, a large Coke. Coke. McDonald's. Ah. Okay, now let's let's jump to New York City right now. Okay, what would you be your favorite New York team? Any sport? Mm. The Yankees, the Islanders, the the Knicks. Well, you got the Nets right there the, too. Yeah, uh, the you? miserable Mets. The miserable Mets. <laughs> but I like them because they're pathetic. You know, like the Yankees obviously are like the cool team to support. Yeah, well, like they are that. to me, the Yankees are the New York sports right. team. Uh-huh. Like not the Knicks, not the Nets. The Mets, though, they're like the lovable idiots. So uh-huh. the lovable losers. <laughs> yes, even th- though they had a good year that. this year. But yeah, but yeah. they still like fumbled right, it in yeah. the end. Yeah. Like you, they're just so funny. But so the, the Yankees Spankies. are the coolest team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was tough on you. Sorry, guys I had to, well. I had to throw that at Conrad. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that was upsetting. I'm still so, not over it. Was there a, an individual that made you decide or that was an influence on your career path that you've taken? Hmm. Oh, geez. I know these are rapid fire, but I've never been asked that, and I've never... I've never thought about it. That's he. That's why he's the better half of the show. Nah. Honestly, pro- this is going to be. This is. I don't know if this is just cheating, but I would say myself. Okay, well, that's um, fine. Because I think everything I've done, I I had to forge my own way. Even with the Disney program, most people do it through their university, but Indiana Wesleyan didn't have that affiliation, mm-hmm. so I was the first person from 
Indiana Wesleyan to do it and like get it all set up with the school and wow. then even I definitely think McAfee was like helped me get my foot in the door mm-hmm. obviously but I was the only girl uh on that operation with really? like 10 guys yeah I I don't know I guess I do everything for um past me and future me like past Jordan I always like dreamt big and I wanted to do so much. I just didn't know how to do it and I couldn't imagine myself in that place. And then I've just been lucky enough to kind of find my footing. And then, for example, where I'm at now with my career, I'm doing it all for future me because I know one day when I'm settled down, I'm going to look back and be really happy at everything I accomplished, whether it's running the marathon or just what I'm doing for my job right now. So honestly, the answer is me. I feel like that's awesome. That's a great answer because I'll tell it you is. right now, I'm impressed with everything that you've accomplished I am in your too. short time on this rock. Thanks, guys. It's pretty cool. It is, and that that's what I mean. That's just – but I'm not going to hate. I'm going to congratulate. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that was corny as can be. No. Yeah. And like, and like Conrad said earlier, you know, you did a lot more in your 20-something years on earth than a lot of us dream about. That's and, that's and impressive, if, but, get if I, it. but if I can do it, anyone else don't can do stop. It. Well, don't but, stop. No, get it. it. But it, to me, my what impresses me most about you is that you know what you did for your dad, and that oh, you're you. you're pushing for people need to do this, and even coming and hanging out with me and this dude. That I I. I'm like, man. Well, I thought we agreed that if I did this show in your garage, that you guys would go ahead and sign up for that donor list. So uh, we're already on with it. <laughs> we can the encourage, living donor list. I've got your appointments ready. We can encourage all of our listeners. Yes, make sure you are a an organ yeah. donor. Be an organ donor. That's easy. You, you do it when you renew your license, right? You just put it on you there do. and. That you do. But she wants you to be a living. Right boy. now. I want you to go under the knife right now. Uh, if I had to, I would. If I, you are I really able. Would. I don't want anyone risking. Like, if you're not healthy and you don't think you could do it, don't do it. But, you know. I think I'm healthy. Even though I had some abdominal pain today. But, oh, no. But, uh, Jordan, one more, one more question. Okay. The biggest influence in your life. Oh, gosh. Do I have to pick one? No. It can, no. Be, it can be numerous. Oh, it's my family. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, my my grandma, she owns a lawnmower shop, and mm-hmm. she is just, like, I think the coolest grandma anyone could ask for. She's a harder worker than me. She makes me look like the laziest person <laughs> on the planet. Uh, I have a soft spot. For grandmas, I was raised by my grandmother, but she's not a soft grandma. Yeah, yeah mine wasn't either. <laughs> yeah, mine she is, wasn't. She is a spitfire uh-huh. and has the mouth of a sailor. Like I love she, firecracker <laughs> grandmas. That is her. I mean, I would I, if I even have like an ounce of her work ethic, I'm going to be okay. And if you're in the market to buy or sell a home, Jennifer Swanner at Nicholson 2.0, reach out to her, and you know. You need to get clean. You're, you want your house, your car to smell good. Go see Amy and Pat Pearson's at Mama Pearson's Soporium. We want the garage to smell good too. So yeah, we you need to start working on that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I didn't get that. Oh, uh, that was <laughs> that was Siri not minding her business again. 
Always in my conversations. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jordan. We yes. appreciate it. Thank yes. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, we'll talk to you again. Bye.